0: I think we have a tendency to want to always change our spouse, as much as we love them. There's always parts of them that we would like to change about them, right? But no, <laughs> good answer. dead wrong. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> so we get faced with this question a lot. What if my spouse is an unbeliever? Right? Hmm. How can I make them a believer? How can I change them? How can I save them? How can I which I would stop you, friend, right there. Because
1: well, how can I cope? Yes. How can I cope with this reality that I have this worldview that is completely...
0: It's a better question.
1: ...different, different from their worldview. Mm-hmm. And also, I care about them. And mm-hmm. how do I... Uh, it's so hard because you want God, to tell me make what make I can do. happen. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that today, and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, I guess my heart really goes out to these... Wives to these husbands who write in, um, they call in or they leave a comment somewhere mm-hmm. and they'll just say, what am I supposed to do? I, I love Jesus. I love my spouse. They don't love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's ripping us apart because at the very soul depths of, of us, mm-hmm. we disagree on maybe who God is, if God even exists, who Christ is. If Christ mm-hmm. ever did what he said he did, what the Bible says he did. And it, it will rip them apart. It feels as if it's ripping them apart. Now, I'm I'm always also a little bit amazed at how these couples are still together and in some cases still thriving. And I think that says a lot about the grace of God and the effectiveness of a spouse who adheres to the word of God mm-hmm. and who loves the way Christ loved. Mm-hmm. The effectiveness of, of that heart orientation and those efforts in mm-hmm. bringing about godly fruit mm-hmm. in a marriage. So... We have some very tangible things to talk through uh, to that end, to to what what is a spouse to do? Mm -hmm. If if that's you, if you have a friend who's married to an unbeliever, uh, we're to hopefully give you some helpful tips and, I don't know, tips is not the right word. Some helpful insights. That's a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But first, uh, if you're new to the channel, my name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Fredericks. We're the founders of Fierce Marriage, Fierce Parenting. Uh, We do this work to point you to the gospel and to commission you, and you as an individual, but also as a married couple uh, into the gospel, into the work that Jesus is doing around the world. We love being able to do this. And the way that we're able to do this primarily is, A, we have books that we have published and we sell. And uh, please, if you're interested in those, check those out. <laughs> and also our lovely patrons. So mm-hmm. if you are a patron and you're watching this, listening to this, thank you. Mm-hmm. You've blessed us in ways that we can't articulate. In many ways, you've given us... Um, I, I I will say that God has used you to provide stability mm-hmm. in what might not be a, stabi- a stable yeah. way to, to, <laughs> to, to make a living. So uh, if you if you want to be part of that uh, patron community, please uh, already thank you. Uh, pray about that and go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. You'll find all kinds of information there. Um, so yeah, huh, let's dive into this conversation. Uh, this is... Um, I think this is one of those talks we need to revisit uh, periodically just to kind of bring it back to the forefront of our hearts and our, in terms of the ministry.
0: Right. Uh, And it's not really a part of our story. We both uh, grew up in Christian homes. Uh, You probably found that in other episodes, our family of origin stories. Uh, We both love the Lord. We both believe that God brought us together for his purpose and for his glory. And mm -hmm. um, I can probably say that about most marriages that we know. Um, So talking about a topic that's a bit unfamiliar is Mm -hmm. not, We're not scared to talk about it because scripture is very clear about it. And so we can definitely help present what scripture says uh, Mm -hmm. and also empathize with the struggle and pray for people um, and help equip them to still. I mean, just because you have an unbelieving spouse and that is your circumstance, you know, for the other, for us, we have different struggles. The the common thread, though, is that we all need God. We all need Christ. We all need the gospel. And so... Whatever the struggle is, Christ is enough. And so we're going to talk about that today. The Bible even has a specific passage about uh, a a husband married to an unbeliever or a spouse Mm -hmm. married to an unbeliever. It's in 1 Corinthians 7, 12 through 14. It says, To the rest I say, I, not the Lord, uh, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... My children are unclean all the time. <laughs> I'm <realizing, laughs> just like... <laughs> I'm realizing how
1: loaded this passage is uh, uh, in, in other areas of theology yes. and ecclesiology and how different denominations you covenantal yes, theology. <laughs> yes. We won't get into that because I've not really studied it um, at length. So that's that's going to be kind of our cornerstone scripture for this. There are two premises that I want to make sure that we, mm-hmm. we hit. There's a sad premise, and maybe it's, it's sad in our humanity, I think it's sad, is that there's no fix-all. Right. There's no guarantee that what you do will bring about the results you want. That is mm-hmm. not a scope that God has given us agency over. We cannot change the heart's of our spouse, mm. no matter yeah. how hard we try, we cannot change them ourselves, okay? Uh, that's the sad premise. Here's the amazing premise, <laughs> is that God is powerful, God is loving, and God happens to be in the heart-changing business, mm-hmm. and that what that is what he does. He yeah. transforms hearts, he takes hearts of stone and turns them into hearts of flesh. I am a testimony to that, is a testimony mm-hmm. to that. Um, our hearts were once hard, and seared mm-hmm. our consciousness our consciences were seared mm-hmm. and we had suppressed the truth and unrighteousness and god turned on a light in 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 our hearts and in our minds and that light is is the word himself jesus christ and so that's that those are our two premises we, as we move forward okay mm-hmm. it's not up to you to change your spouse's heart you do have things that are up to you mm-hmm. making them believe in god is not the thing that's up to you <laughs> god is in that is 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 playing that role um, but so what, what are we to do now? And that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about here today. I think the first thing a spouse should do if they're married to an unbeliever is honor God Is that. Is that a good sentence? I think so. <laughs> okay. I think so. <laughs> they how honor do we, God. How do they do that? So obey the Lord. Yes. Okay. Obey the Lord and, and do the things that you see laid out in scripture mm-hmm. that, that you would do even if your, if your spouse was a Christian, like mm-hmm. do those things still pray to the Lord, yeah. worship him alone. Um, Cherish the word of God. Seek Christ in the pages of scripture. Participate in Christian community. Okay. Uh, in Hebrews, uh, I forget, it's what passage it is. I'm going to have the, the passage here. But it's in Hebrews. It says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. Okay, so that's honoring God. Hold mm-hmm. fast to the confession of your hope without wavering. It goes on. for he, For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another. In love, and good Mm -hmm. works. That has to do with Christian community. Not neglecting to meet together, again, in Christian community, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, Mm -hmm. and all the more as you see the day, capital D, day, drawing near, and that day would be the day of Christ's return. So in other words, walk as a disciple of Christ is what it means to honor God.
0: Right, and I think the tendency when you find yourself struggling, you're in those dark moments of, man, I really wish we were you know, yoked together equally, that he was a believer, the tendency might be to look for a way out, to say, hmm. well, this feels hard. I don't really like this. What does the Bible actually say about this? And actually, we do have another verse in First Corinthians 7. It's a great chapter. You should check it out. Uh, but verse 17, it talks about only let each person lead the life the Lord has hmm. assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. So looking for a way out is not not God's option for you. And so honoring him is, is is closing off that door mentally. It's not entertaining those thoughts. It is saying, okay, we've made this covenant with one another. Uh, if they're not a believer, I, I am a believer and I believe that God has put me here for a reason and to love my spouse and to honor them and to walk as a disciple of Christ. And how do we, how, what's the mark of a believer? Like the hmm. distinctives of believers, right? Um, one of them is how they, how you love one another. And so if, if people see you loving yeah. a spouse who is not a believer, I mean, that's going to speak volumes yeah. to to anyone and it probably yeah. will, hopefully would speak volumes to your spouse as well.
1: So that's the next point then. So honor God is, is the first to-do item. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a big one. We spend our whole lives doing that. Um, and then within that framework, now deal biblically uh, with an unbelieving spouse. Now mm-hmm. here's, um, and again, honor that, that has to do with honoring your husband or wife, mm-hmm. right? So... Your husband or wife may not look at scripture as authoritative, but you do. Mm -hmm. And so wife, read the passages that talk about how wives are to honor their husbands. Mm -hmm. Husband, read the passage about how husbands are to love their wives as Christ has loved the church and live those out, Mm -hmm. live those out biblically. And here's another thing. Don't be surprised Mm -hmm. when your heart, when your, when your spouse who has an unregenerate heart Mm -hmm. sins against you, like don't, don't. Don't be surprised. Now, granted, I'm not saying don't be hurt by that. That that still hurts if right. someone sins against you. If they're, you know, communicating in a way that's unhealthy and hurtful, or if they've done things that are extramarital, like that right. is obviously very hurtful. Right. And there's consequences to that. But I guess the the response there should be, yeah, I'm hurt, but also, Lord, please change their heart, mm-hmm. bring them to you, because until they have that that um, that new birth, that new life, that Christ, that only Christ can, the Holy Spirit can create in someone's heart they they will continually continually be walking in their flesh and not by the spirit
0: right it's also important for you as the believer to continue to Mm -hmm. find ways to be content in the lord and that Mm. sounds like a big task right but how can i as the believing spouse find contentment delight Mm. uh, joy in the lord and therefore bring him glory even in the most challenging situations Mm. i mean this is a very challenging situation But again, we all have circumstances and things that we're dealing with. So how, as a believer in this specific situation, can I find ways to bring glory to the Lord by loving my spouse who Mm -hmm. doesn't know the Lord or doesn't care or doesn't want to know the Lord?
1: Yeah. So again, honor the Lord. Deal biblically with your spouse. That Mm -hmm. has to do with how, again, you're you're standing on the firm foundation of the contentment you have because of Christ, the Mm -hmm. life you have because of Christ. And because of that, you honor one another. And now we're praying. Mm-hmm. Pray for your spouse to turn. Yep. Um, that's how you love them well. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, still treat them with respect. It's right. like, because sometimes, right. you know, you can kind of Bible thump your own spouse. Uh, we had a story of a friend of ours, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny and Linda, they were mentors of ours for many years and, and friends. and. Um, Linda used to tell this story how she was just she was the believer right and so and they were they lived in I don't know what you'd call like the boondocks like
0: a country town, <laughs> country yeah, a town. Little, little country town <laughs> it's
1: Yelm Washington look it up if you're from Washington you know where it is probably <laughs> but um, th- he, and they, he, they were kind of a notorious family right uh, Kenny and his brothers and his father uh, for being just rough like just being like complete rednecks if that's the right Played term football yeah well and just and just getting bar fights and all that sort of thing mm-hmm. anyway so Linda would be at church on a Sunday, you know, like all prim and proper, like, I'm just so holy, I'm in church. And then she would typically just kind of nag her nag Kenny about going to church until one day she just felt the Lord just say, you know what, just love him right where he's at. Mm-hmm. And she tells the story much better. But just love him right where he's at. And so, and she was in church, she kind of got this epiphany, and she goes home. And Kenny's sitting on the couch, he's got a beer, and he's watching a football game. And and he's used to her coming home, just kind of hitting her, hitting him over the head with the Bible. Like, you should be in church, what are you doing? <laughs> Instead, she goes in, she sets her Bible down, she goes over to the fridge, cracks open a beard, and sits down and says, what's the score? And Kenny said, "Kenny said that's the moment God started softening my heart. Yeah. I think and that now, was the
0: last Sunday he didn't go to church. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I'll tell you, like they have raised two incredible mm-hmm. godly children who have now married, and, and now they're pastors, raising their children up yeah. in the Lord, they're pastors. And uh, Kenny's been following the Lord faithfully. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most faith-filled guys we know. Mm-hmm. And it started with a wife, Grabbing a beer, <laughs> sitting on the couch, saying, What's the score? What was she doing? She was loving him yeah. right where he was at. Right, right. And of course, she was responding to the prompting of the Lord, which again, what's the
0: Lord's job? To change hearts. Right. We see this in 1 Peter 3 1, um, not the grabbing of the beer, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without mm-hmm. a word by the conduct of their wives. Uh, Again, we have a caveat for this. If your spouse is asking you to disobey God, you say they forbid you to go to church, right? Well, Mm. you got to gently communicate that to them. You are still going to go to church, and you love the Lord, and you are called Mm -hmm. in his word to continue gathering, to continue meeting. Mm. Uh, So we would promote, I think, obedience first to God Mm. uh, and then a gentle communication of that to your spouse as well.
1: Yeah. That's good. Uh, it does complicate things. In practice,
0: if, it's complicated, I think, well, yeah. Well,
1: I mean, we're kind of taking the stance that you just have an unbelieving spouse and they don't believe in anything. But what if you have a spouse who is... Um, like
0: defiantly against... Or, he, or, you know,
1: is a, a Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you have a spouse who, you know, is into New Age things or mm-hmm. is into Eastern religion right. or is a Mormon or, you know, just doesn't believe the same things... Uh, that's going to be, that's going to be a different dynamic for right, sure. Right. And so the, you know, if you have a, if you have a, a husband, who's a Muslim and a wife, who's a Christian, there's some real danger there. Not to open that can of worms, but yeah. they, I mean, there could be some, some real conflicts of interest, I think, depending on, on the situation. Um, and so, yeah, but it's going to be a challenge and the call is still the same. That's the thing is you need to love the Lord, honor him as God mm-hmm. and obey his commands, mm-hmm. um, and with wisdom, and again, and part of that, I think, is making sure that you're not doing this in isolation; that you're right. you're still plugged into Christian community, like we talked about earlier. So, right. a bit of a rabbit trail there, but the point is, is we don't mean to paint with too broad of a brush here, the but rather just to say, hold fast to, to, the to God, hold fast yeah. to truth. So, we talked about honor, like mm-hmm. so. How, so let's let's back up then. So, speaking well is part of honoring. Mm-hmm. How does a wife most honor her husband, regardless? Of what he believes or his profession of faith. How, how, I mean, you tell me as a wife, how can a wife in that situation honor her husband?
0: I think, I mean, one of the first things we talked about is just speaking well of him or her. Well, as a wife, speaking well of him, my husband, um, Hmm. when they are not around or when you're with others, uh, having unity and showing that you do care right again a distinctive mm. for the christian life is how we love one another i think it says in oh where is it the sorry it's love. john yeah. 13 34 and 35 a new commandment i give you love one another as i have loved you so you also must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another
1: yeah and at one point, um, I forget what scripture it is, but it says, you know, who who will credit it to a man for loving his own friend, but to someone mm. who would love his own enemy? Like that's, yeah. that's something really. Right. That's not what scripture said, but that's the sum, the summary. That's the Ryan summary. <laughs> that's saying something. Right, right. And so all the more reason now to honor, yeah. to, to I'm going to honor you even harder. <laughs>
0: yeah, honor you even
1: more. Honor you, honor you even more. Yes uh so that's good and i
0: think one way to encourage i think unity in the marriage too is a constant invitation and reminding your spouse Mm. they are always invited and having those predictable rhythms like if you get up in the morning and you read your bible they're always invited Mm. like you are making that known to them they're always invited to read the word with you they're always invited to um participate in prayer with you and the children hopefully you're able to do that um Again, trying to meet them where they are, to pray for them, and to pray without ceasing, right? Continually, That's interesting, bringing them to the Lord, and
1: even going to them. If something, if God is doing something in your heart through Scripture, like, hey, can I read this to you real fast? I know you know maybe you don't value it the same way I do, but I want to re- read it to you because I love you and I want to share this with you.
0: Yeah, right? or maybe they're struggling with someone at work or something at work, and Scripture speaking to the situation, and maybe you can say, hey, I know you're having trouble with so and so at work. Um, I was reading my Bible and I just wanted to share this. Maybe it'll help you find some yeah. reconciliation there or whatever, but maybe it'll be helpful. Yeah. And just I think from a genuine place, place yeah. that could
1: be a really powerful thing. Um, one note, cause I, I, it's, I hear this coming from many husbands. So um, husbands will write in. Typically I'm the one that's responding to comments on, on YouTube and on Facebook and, and whatnot. And I think people kind of, understand or they at least know that. And so we will have a husband who will maybe like send me a message and like, Hey man, or some of our patrons even, and we've had long conversations with Mm -hmm. patrons about this. I'm, I'm just, I'm pursuing my wife, but she has completely shut me out. And I don't always know the history. Sometimes he'll tell me the history. Like maybe he was a bonehead and did some dumb things. Um, usually it's around infidelity and around or, um, some sort of sexual addiction. And, um, tragically that's very common and it's so hard it's it's almost more rare I'll say this in my experience it's more rare to see a wife a wife change that trajectory than for a man to change that trajectory and i don't know what that says about husbands and wives and their dynamic like there's this need for a husband i'll just speak as a husband there's this need for a husband to feel the love and appreciation of of his wife, mm-hmm. he needs to feel like she admires him and she wants, uh, she she wants to be on his side, right? <laughs> he needs to feel that. And so, if if your husband's not a believer, a wife can can still like give him a profound sense of, "I'm proud of you, I love you, I, I I'm for you," and that will have heart-transforming effects in that husband's life. Now, a husband on the now flip the coin. A husband pursuing an unbelieving wife or a wife that's completely cold to him mm-hmm. or cold to the faith, that's a lot more rare. And I think it's rare because, and I don't want to go down the the infidelity route because that's not the scope of our conversation today. But typically if a household, if in the household, and this is what I'll end with, in the household, if the husband converts to Christianity, it's like an 80% chance that the rest of the family mm-hmm. will convert. Mm-hmm. If the wife converts to Christianity, it's like a, 25% chance that the husband and the kids will convert.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if that speaks to the roles that God has absolutely does. given, you know? Well, yeah, absolutely as it the does. the head of the home.
1: And so if if a husband has been, has responded to the gospel it's far more likely that the family will now walk in light of that mm-hmm. than it is if the wife alone responds to the gospel in that way. So, a bit of a sidebar, but I think it's interesting, and just know that dynamic exists Right, Wives, especially if you're facing the, the down, if you're looking up at this hill and the husband has yet to believe um. All the more prayer. All the more love. All the more encouragement. All the more teamwork will speak to your 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 husband's heart.
0: Yeah, and I think another question that sort of comes from this, you know, you have kids, and how do you? Yeah, what do you do? With um, kids? how do you start? Because you want, as a Christian wife, like you want your husband to be the head of the house, and so at what point do you feel like you are treading on that role? Um, but if he doesn't value it, like. Where does that leave you in terms of teaching children scriptures and, and yeah. whatnot? So
1: to be to speak pragmatically, like clearly teach your kids scripture. Mm. There's no question in, in my mind that that's what you should be doing regardless mm-hmm. of what your spouse believes. That's what you are called to do as a parent of mm-hmm. those children. And now to speak pragmatically to it, it's very rare that um, a spouse will object actively to you teaching them unless mm. Like I described before, right. unless they have a faith that is that in is opposition. in opposition to, you yeah. know, the reason why I said so, I mentioned the Muslim thing earlier is because uh, the Muslims have a very uh, clear view of, of 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 Jesus being not mm-hmm. the Son of God, and that 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 is directly opposed to us believing that Jesus mm-hmm. was the Son of God. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, and so in most cases, though, you're going to have a spouse who's just kind of like, "Hey, I don't really, you know, I gave up on God when I was in college because I, you know, because I." I got just smart enough <laughs> to uh, to ask questions, but not smart enough to see the questions through. Yes, I was subtexting some of you. Um, so I thought I was smart enough, I'll say. And so, yeah, I don't really need God. I kind of outgrew God, right? I don't need that stuff. But you know, if you want to teach your kids morality, like I'm cool with that. That's that's typically what I, what I see. <laughs> and so um, now, if you're a husband or a wife, yes, teach your kids regardless of what your spouse says. That's because that's the command. Because we honor God more. Mm-hmm. We Honor God first, mm-hmm. um, and do so lovingly. Don't do it, you know, you know. In their face, just to despite them.
0: Read my Bible. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Did you hear what we read, Daddy? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You, you got to, you know, got to be tactful and loving in that. So right. Um. Yeah.
0: And I think just closing with this again, an encouragement and emphasis on finding help. Don't don't live in isolation mm-hmm. and don't try to live in your marriage uh, by yourself and try to fight the battle on your own. Like, be known by people in your church. Uh, Be known by a community that surrounds you, that supports your marriage, that wants to pray for your spouse as well. Mm. Uh, We call those marriage advocates. Uh, Find them. Be in place. Remember, first and foremost, that your hope, your security, your identity, everything that you need for contentment and life and the fullness is found in Jesus. Uh, The rest, trust the Lord, right, to work Mm. out. Know his scriptures. Be in his word every day. uh, Dwell in it richly. And yeah. if you don't know what we're talking about, if you're like, oh, I've heard Christian, I've heard moral goodness something, what does that even mean? What does that even mean?
1: Well, we have a website for you. It's thenewsisgood.com, and mm-hmm. that just lays out biblically what it means to respond mm-hmm. to the gospel, and we want to invite you to, to do that. We want you, if you're not a believer, we want you to become a Christian because we want to one day meet you in heaven. We want to call you brother. We want to call you sister um, because Christ is that good. We yeah. have to to tell you about jesus and here's the thing no amount of facts are going to change your heart Mm -hmm. like there's no there's no debate that you can watch that will all of a sudden just say okay now i have enough information that i'm just gonna believe (laughs) i'm just gonna
0: believe no because that's not how it works that's
1: not how it works everyone believes in something no matter what you say everyone has to on some level believe Mm -hmm. whether you whether you call it belief or not that's what it is the point is the gospel changes hearts Mm -hmm. so just proclaiming the gospel, hearing it, reading who Christ who Christ was, what he did, the Holy Spirit will then come in and stir a heart and change mm-hmm. a heart. It's not something I can ever predict or explain. It's just what God does. So thenewsisgood.com, we want to invite you into that. Um, and with that, why don't I pray? Mm-hmm. Jesus, thank you for what you've done. Thank you that uh, we can stand on this side of all you've accomplished and say, yes, the news is very good. We pray for the spouses who are in um, an unequally unequally yoked marriage. We pray that you would give them endurance, give them hope, Mm. give them peace, and even give them joy. Give them the supernatural desire to love their spouse extraordinarily well Mm -hmm. just because you've placed them in your life. And give them a, a supernatural trust in what you might do. I pray that their prayers would be faith-filled prayers. They'd be big prayers. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I pray that you would answer their prayers. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining us for this, the Fierce Marriage podcast show video thing. (laughs) And so this episode is? In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. So until next time.
0: Stay fierce.